looking to throw. Down the sideline, Hester caught it! 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown, Jackson State! He eludes traffic, he'll drive it down and jam it in! Oh my! Jamal Gregory, highlight real time! Sports Center top 10 time! This is Behind the Beat, the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. Now, here's your host, Tyler Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Behind the Beak, the brand-new podcast from Jacksonville State Athletics. This is episode number two of the series, and we can't thank you enough for the response we received from last week's first episode. We logged a ton of streams and subscriptions on both JSUGamecockSports.com and Spotify, and we're happy to announce Behind the Beak is now available on the Apple Podcast app. So if you don't subscribe to Spotify and you're looking for an easy way to listen to the pod, go to the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone, iPad, Mac, or open your iTunes app and search Behind the Beak. While you're there, please click the subscribe button to be alerted when new episodes are available. If you're new to the pod, be sure to go back and listen to last week's episode. We sat down with Athletic Director Greg Seitz. He gave some great facility updates and discussed how much has changed at Jacksonville State since his arrival in 1993. So we hope you enjoy the series and come back each week to hear a new episode. In addition to the Apple Podcast app, you can find Behind the Beak online by visiting jsugamecocksports.com slash podcasts or by searching Behind the Beak on your Spotify app. Our guest for this week's episode is football long snapper Josh Brady. Josh talks about being an All-American selection, why he chose to come to Jacksonville State over offers from Chattanooga and Auburn, and tells a few stories you can only get from sitting down face-to-face with the extremely personable senior. He will join us later in the pod, but first, we have some news and recaps to get to. Jacksonville State football suffered a forgettable 35-14 loss at Southeastern Louisiana on Saturday, August 29th, falling to the Lions in Hammond, Louisiana in the season opener. Despite the score, quarterback Zarek Cooper continued to cement his name in the JSU record books on the strength of 40 completions. The mark broke his own school record for completions in a single game, while his 52 passing attempts tied his single-game high for second-most attempts in a contest in school history. His 414 passing yards were the fourth-most in a game in school history. Meanwhile, his favorite target, Josh Pearson, snagged his 18th career touchdown on a 33-yard reception. He now ranks fourth in Gamecock history with 18 career TD snags. The football team looks to get back on track Saturday, September 7th, when it hosts Chattanooga in its home opener at Burgess Snow Field. Kickoff against the Mox is set for 6 p.m. and will be televised on ESPN+. Plenty of tickets still available on JSUGamecockSports.com. On the volleyball court, the Gamecocks earned their first win of the season Saturday, August 31st with a 3-0 sweep of southeastern Louisiana. JSU picked up the win following tight 3-1 losses to Troy and East Tennessee in the first two games of the Jack State Invitational. Sophomore Lena Kenderman recorded double-digit kills in all three matches, leading JSU with 13 and the 3-0 win over Sela. Volleyball is back in action Friday, September 6th, and Saturday, September 7th at the Sanford Invite in Birmingham. The Gamecocks square off with UAB Friday at 6 p.m. before meeting Sanford and North Alabama at 12.30 p.m. and 5 p.m. respectively on Saturday. All three matches against the in-state opponents are scheduled to broadcast live on ESPN+. Out on the soccer pitch, Jacksonville State fell to Lipscomb 3 0 Friday, August 30th, and 3 0 Sunday, September 1st, at North Alabama. The Gamecocks return to action Thursday, September 5th, in Troy, as JSU takes on the Trojans on Facebook Live at 7 p.m. 
The Gamecocks then visit Alabama State on Sunday, September 8th at 1 p.m. Finally, both the men's and women's cross-country teams ran in the JSU Strut season opener at Chocolaca Park in Oxford Friday, August 28th. Both teams finished 11th in the men's 5K and women's 4K in the first events of the season. JSU's women were led by senior Emily Sorrell's 44th overall finish in the 4K event, while Noah Blake led the pack for the men with a finish at 80th. Both cross-country squads are scheduled to run in the UNA cross-country invite in Florence Saturday, September 7th at 8.30 a.m. That's all the news we have for you this week, so now it's time to get to our interview. Josh Brady is the senior long snapper on John Gross's football squad, and he owns a unique title for someone playing his position, All-American. Long snapper is a position that doesn't get a lot of love often, and most fans don't know the snapper's name until he makes a mistake in a crucial situation. But it's just the opposite for Josh Brady, so we believe that makes him one of a kind. Joined on the podcast this week by the All-American long snapper, Josh Brady, a native of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join us, Josh, and you're the first student athlete we've had on the podcast. I'm pumped. Pumped to be the first one. Love podcast. Uh, my woman told that I have a face for radio, so I'm glad <laughs> to be here. Now, you've had a radio show before on campus, right? Yes, sir. Uh, me and Ty Minshew, uh, called the Just Two Brothers Show, talked about sports, life, girl advice, anything you wanted. It was it was covered, <laughs> a very broad range of categories. So, And so the other day when I mentioned the podcast, you said that you, you listen to podcasts, you like podcasts, so what's Josh Brady listening to? Uh, I love the Pat McAfee show, mm-hmm. of course, and being a punter, it's <laughs> right. just kind of correlates there. The I love special teams brotherhood. Of course, it's a brotherhood, it's a, it's a fraternity. <laughs> uh, I love crime podcasts, like true crime podcasts. I want to get really like creeped out while I'm driving at night, and so I'll listen to something about serial killers. <laughs> and so I, well, by the time I make it home, I'm ready to give my mama a hug. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, and another one is, uh, it's called Chad Goes Deep, and it's about this guy who, uh, he, he tries to act serious. He's on CNN and stuff sometimes trying to save the coral reefs, but he's just, he's a funny guy, so. And a fantastic personality. You, you've done your radio show, and you listen to your podcast and stuff, but then the things that you've done also is uh, the Daily Snap. The Daily Snap. Which we had on Snapchat when we were still kind of running Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, where you would give just this random fact each and every day after practice, and then some of the other video stuff you've done, you did between two goalposts. Yes. Which was kind of like between two hedges by <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. What, yes. You know, were you the brainchild behind, I know you were the brainchild behind um, the Daily Snap. That that was all you, but talk about between two goalposts. So that's really kind of where, I guess, me wanting to do some stuff on the radio and stuff kind of spawned from uh, – Louie, who's now at Auburn, was our video guy for just a year. He's a great guy. Love him. Uh, but he, he approached me and said, you know, we'd love for you to just ask players absurd questions and have it look as, as real as possible. And and he said, you you can come up with a name for it. So I was like, all right. I was, let's think, think. Like, I love Zach Galfinac because I think he's hilarious. It's like between the two ferns, all right, we can go between the two posts. And so we did that. And then off of that, we were supposed to have a morning show with me and Aaron Snow, and it's supposed to be called Good Morning Gamecocks. Never came to be. A little <laughs> tidbit there for uh, the, the Gamecock listeners out there, but still hopeful someday. And that's that's how most projects go. It's a good idea, and then actually putting it into, uh, making it come to fruition is is always the tough part. Absolutely. You you were talking earlier. I shot you a text. You said it was nice to see a four two three number pop up. Both of us Chattanooga guys. Absolutely. Um, that's your hometown. You went to Silverdale Baptist. And so 
this coming week, the game against UTC, it's it's a big game for you personally. That's your hometown, and uh, you're also recruited by UTC. I was. Uh, so, love Chattanooga. Really enjoyed growing up there. Uh, it's where my heart is, and and had a had an offer there and and had a really good relationship with UTC ever since I was a little kid. Uh, my dad's one of my dad's best friends is UTC's golf coach, uh, Mark June. They fish together all the time and uh so really had a good relationship with uh coach Usman when he was there and, and they treated me great and it it really was hard making my decision to come here but uh and coach Wright who's the head coach now actually recruited me. Uh, me and his daughter went to rival high schools. She she's playing basketball at Belmont now, but real good athlete. And, I, and me and her were friends. And but it was probably one of the me being very young at the time, probably the toughest decision I had to make because uh, a whole lot of my friends are playing in UTC's team. My little league quarterback is Nick Tiano, who's their starting quarterback. Me and him are good buddies and have been since we were six years old. So it came down to. Just, just praying about it and, and being diligent in that, and I was just—I didn't even want to come to camp here, to be completely honest with you, because I figured I was either going to go be a preferred walk-on on at Auburn and and be really happy with that and and pay for a year of school, and they told me that they were going to put me on a scholarship, and once Ike Powell left, who who now plays for the Chiefs, uh, and but then UTC offered me, I was like, this is great, you know, it's hometown, uh, my parents are going to get to come to every game, have no problem. And my, my buddies are going to get to watch me play. I'm going to play with a lot of my friends. And then my dad, I got a message from Ryan West, who was the special teams coordinator when I was when I was in high school. And he said, we'd really like you to come to camp. I'd met Coach West when I was in seventh grade at a University of Tennessee snapping camp. And he just remembered me from that. And he invited me. And Coach Cross offered me a full scholarship. And I was so torn. And I, I, I was really just so confused and, and had been – I mean, because that's my whole life. All I ever wanted to do is play college football. Did not care about anything. I mean, I don't care about school, of course, student athlete. But uh, all I want to do is play college ball. And I had, I was very impressed. You know, the field's beautiful here. I mean, we've got, I would say, top five nicest fields in FCS. I mean, it's in the, in the atmosphere. And Coach Gross, something he said to me that, that's always stuck with me and that just speaks volumes for what kind of man he is. Uh, he took me aside after the camp and he said, son, I care about you as a person more than I care about you as a player. I want you to come to school here. I would love to have you play for me, but you need to pray about this and make sure it's the right thing that you want to do. He said, and I'm going to help you any way I can. He said, if you end up somewhere else and you need me to talk to somebody, I would I would absolutely love to do that for you. I was just like, this guy doesn't know me from Adam, you know, and, and it just so nice. And, and I've said this in a couple other interviews, and so has Coach Cross. It's just like we had an instant bond, and I can't describe it. And, and he, me and him just were – on the same page right off the bat and so me and my dad never been on campus before took a drive around campus and I was like man you know this this isn't too bad and I sat there and I was just like I'm gonna commit and he said are you sure I said yes sir I'm gonna commit he said all right went back up to coach cross office I said coach I want to be a Gamecock called my mom because she didn't really think anything about it she thought this is like my last camp of the summer you know he's going to UTC it'll be fine I said, Mama, I'm going to be a Gamecock. She said, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, how did the camp go? I said, I'm serious, Mama. I just committed. I'm, I'm going to Jacksonville State. And she goes, why'd you – why are we – and my dad's like, calm down, Cindy. It's all good. It's all good. And as soon as she met Coach Cross, it was done deal. But it's a little 
especially for specialists, the recruiting game is just a roller coaster. It's insane. So, and so with what Coach Cross said to you, and that was kind of you know what flipped the light switch for you and said you know this is the guy I want to play for. What's it been like being a part of this family, and is it a family? Absolutely, and I know a lot of people claim you know we've got this family atmosphere. I mean, we truly, truly have a family atmosphere, and and you know you got coaches' kids running around up there. Coach Cross is playing with the coaches' kids, and M.K. Taylor, who's now Oklahoma State, he was our special teams coordinator uh, my freshman and sophomore year. Really great guy. Had a newly born, like newborn. Coach Cross said, you know what, take some time off. You know, go spend time with your baby. What coach do you know? You know that that's gonna that's gonna do that, and. It, he's just a very down-to-earth good man. And his, he says, my office door is always open. He means it. And I go in there and just shoot the bull with him and talk to him. It, he never doesn't have time for you. There's always – if you just want to talk about life or, hey, coach, I caught a big fish this weekend. He's interested. He's he's involved. He wants to know your name. And then that – I mean, we have 130-some-odd guys on the team, and he cares. He genuinely cares about each and every one of us out there. And I feel that daily. Uh, just a great man. Speaking of big fish, I think that was one of the other uh, things that brought you to Jacksonville State that uh, Coach Cross talked about during your visit. He did. Uh, he said, son, we got Lake Wise right down the road, about an hour. Lake Gunnersville is about an hour and a half, two hours down the road. He said, uh, my dad's a professional bass fisherman, and, and he did it full time when I was a little kid. And now he's he's kind of trailed off a little bit and, and, and done some more business stuff. And he said, you love to fish and hunt, right? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, he said, do you like Lake, Lake Gunnersville? I said, it's one of my favorite lakes. He said, well, you're closer closer to Lake Gunnersville here than you will be uh, in Chattanooga. I said, no, you're right. He said, you like to hunt? I said, yes, sir. He said, like deer hunt, turkey hunt? I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, well, I got some buddies that got land. He said, all you got to do, he said, just just hit them up, and I'm, they'd be happy to let you hunt. I said, that's a pretty big selling point, you know? And I've gotten to hunt and fish a good bit, and, and, and I hunt with uh, my best friends, Ford Alexander. He was on the team uh, uh, for three years, and then uh, so me and him turkey hunt a good bit, and then me and Landon Rice gone hunting a couple times. We go fishing, Dakota Chapman and um, Trey Berry. Yeah, it's, you can't beat the location if you're an outdoorsman, really. And so you, you come by it honestly. Your dad, Brent, he's uh, he fishes FLW, uh, the Pro Tour. And I say tour. I, I don't know that he's on tour right now. Right. But um, but professional fisherman. So you come by that honestly, and you you you've talked before that you're just like your dad. Look like him, act like him. Um, you even said that during the uh, radio shows that you hosted here on campus that he was normally one of your calling guys. Always. Every Sunday he's always listening. I, and my mom was the same way. You know, she she's always always supportive, and I can't ask for anyone better. But. Uh, if you've ever met my dad, I'm, anyone will tell you I'm a spitting image of him from the way I talk, the way I, the way I walk, anything. I mean, we we are the same person. I've idolized him since I was a little kid, and uh, when I, when I was little, he was traveling a lot, fishing. He was on tour full time then, and so anytime he was home, I was crawling up in the boat and, and learning. I just wanted to, I mean, he fished for Fuji Film back then, who's Walmart's film company. So. Man, he had this big lime green and red boat. And I was, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> how can I do this one day, you know? And come up in the boat, and I'm learning how to tie knots. And um, just, you know, I love my dad. He's my best buddy. And, and, and I tr- some people say that. I genuinely mean that. I mean, I tell my dad everything. And um, he he's just a, a great, 
great man. I don't deserve him, but he's incredible. And, uh, yeah, so I came by that honestly for sure. I fell in love with fishing and hunting from a young age. And uh, anytime I'm home, like this past weekend, uh, it's my mom's birthday. I went home, surprised her, uh, stayed for the night. Well, Hamilton County, you know, Hamilton County in Chattanooga, they have a two-day deer season that opens up mm-hmm. for that weekend. And my mom was like, your, your dad went deer hunting this morning? I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, did you just come home to deer hunt? I said, no, I came home for you. So I did not go hunting, uh, although the plans were kind of in motion, but I didn't want to look bad. Uh, love you, mama. But, uh, yeah, no, yeah, dad's big outdoors, and that's where I got it from, and personality definitely from him. He's a goofball, and I don't know what you should get. Sometime you need to ask JR or <laughs> Coach Lemon or Coach Green about Maine. Have you ever heard that story? I haven't heard that story. It's, it's, he took him by Stephen King's house the night before the game. Ah. Uh, drove all the way up to Stephen King's. Which is in Bangor, Maine. Bangor, Maine, yep. yes. Drove all the way up the uh, <laughs> the driveway in a little Chevy Malibu. or uh, I don't know. It was one of the little, little Chevy cars. All them big guys smacking there. And uh, the alarm starts going off. And the gates start closing. And my dad hit that thing in reverse so quick and had them all screaming. <laughs> yeah. So definitely have to mark that down for when we have those guys on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. So you personally, and this is a note that Josh Underwood gave me. I, I figured this was probably the case. But not only are you an All-American long snapper, you're the first long snapper to be on the cover of a game program here at JSU, which will be on this Saturday for the UTC game. So what does that mean to you to be on that cover? You know, there's only seven that get picked this year. And in the past, there's only been six, you know, with the extra home game this year. So uh, what does that mean to you to be on the cover and to be able to be kind of one of the faces of Jacksonville State football? Uh, I'm so honored. And there's there's so many other guys that are so much more deserving than me. And uh, I'm just just thankful that, that uh, I got to be picked because it's, it's awesome. It really is. It's so cool because no kid coming out of high school or, or middle school is saying, man, I want to be a long snapper in college. You know, it's like even offensive linemen get a little more credit. And so it, trying to just fly under the radar as much as possible. But it's awesome to get a little recognition and, and uh, get get my, my face put on there. It's definitely a dream, and especially for this game. It means the world. It really does. So I appreciate all that i mean it's, it's been it's been awesome you say that no kid comes out of high school saying i want to be a long snapper so kind of a combo question how do you become a long snapper how do you become an all-american long snapper and you were talking about the recruiting for special teams and how y- you went through it you you had an offer from utc mm-hmm. there was a chance you could walk on at auburn and then you get a full ride scholarship to jacksonville state and so just take me through that entire process of being a long snapper so uh, like i said and i know jason pierce and preston knight and parker holland can all attest to this for special teams just recruiting um when i was in sixth grade i played center my whole life i was a big hefty kid i hadn't hit my growth spurt yet really kind of a chunk and uh uh, my dad when we were in little league man all i wanted to do was run the ball and he said you want to touch the ball every play i said yes sir you're gonna play center for me so my dad being the overachiever that he is wants to be like the Dallas Cowboys and we're second first and second grade running shotgun and it's like who the heck are these guys <laughs> and we're the the Hickson Steelers we were that Nick Tiano is on that team he's my quarterback and 
I'm, I'm shotgun snap, shotgun snap. So that slowly progresses into, well, now we can kick field goals. We get in the fifth grade, we can kick field goals. So I start short snapping. It's like, okay, I got this down. Well, then I get into sixth grade, and I said, well, we need a long snapper for varsity for the eighth grade team. I said, I can long snap. So you sure? I said, yes, sir. So I went out there and snapped, got that job, and I ended up playing on the eighth grade team, snapping and playing center, and uh, finally hit my growth spurt. It wasn't so fat anymore. It got got, got a little <laughs> lean on me. And uh, so I grew – I went from being like 5'7 to 6'3, which is the height I am now, from seventh to eighth grade in one summer. And so my dad and me sat down, and every year – from the time I was in sixth grade till my senior year, come right before I came here, uh, my dad will sit me down and he goes, do you still want to play college football? Or do you still want to play football? I said, yes, sir. Do you understand that I won't love you any less if you don't play football? Yes, sir. You understand if you quit right now, I would still love you the exact same? Yes, sir. So we sit down after my eighth grade year. In my eighth grade year, I played some quarterback, some running back, slim boy. The guy got nice and quick. <laughs> And uh, he said, son, I truly believe, he said, you can play, I play defensive end and center. He said, you can play defensive end at, a, at an NAI level or a D3 level, and you could probably play center at like an NAI level if you put on some more weight. But if you want to play big-time college ball, we really need to focus in on snapping. I think that's your ticket. And dad was ahead of the curve. Cause no, I don't think many fathers think that. And he, he's just – looking for whatever way that I can fully achieve my dream, which he always has and always has been so uh, just there and present, and which I know a lot of dads aren't. He's so present and just so he motivates me and pushes me to be the best that I can be. And so I started going to these ranking camps. I went the summer of my eighth, going into ninth grade. It's called Rubio Long Snapping. And I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. You know, like I just snap a ball, it's fine. So, started going to these camps. I went to like two of his camps, and I found a, a recruiting service slash camp called Coles Kicking, and that's who I stuck with the rest of high school. Jason Pierce came out of there. Preston Knight came out of there. Like it's just they run the ESPN 300 for ranking specialists, and they also run the uh, uh, Under Armour American game. So started going to there, and I. Uh, uh, was going and getting ranked, going higher, like just trying to zone in. And, and you know, they, they go all the way from no stars to five stars on specialists, as, as weird as that is. There's just a lot of different factors, like for, for snappers, size is a big one. You know, you pass the eyeball test, athleticism, how how can you move, how fast your ball, how accurate are, a- accurate are you. Uh, and they've got a, a target that's made out of PVC pipe, and they'll chart you on it. And... And then you see how you do, and all of those factors go in, and that's how you get ranked. And so you're you're snapping at a wiffle ball strike zone. It, no, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is, and and it's crazy that that's how I was. <laughs> that's what my worth was as a long snapper was a <laughs> wiffle ball strike zone, but it was, and and it works. And uh, so uh, Cole's a great company. I worked with them, and I worked with Corn Blue Kicking. Uh, Brandon Corn Blue kicked for Michigan. Uh, and it was a really strong Christian guy, really helped me out a lot. Uh, but so then you get into visits and, and unofficial visits and all this stuff. So been a Georgia Bulldog fan my whole life. Love the dogs. My dad loves the dogs. It's just we bleed red and black. 
and uh, thought I was going to get a preferred walk-on offer to there, and I was dead. If I had gotten an offer from anywhere else, no, I wasn't going there. And then I feel like God knew that, and so they had been talking to me, like, I think we're about to offer you, Josh, we're about to offer you. I said, okay. Well, it never came to pass, and thank God it didn't, because uh, that's where I would have ended up, and it wouldn't have been where I was supposed to be. Uh, so then going into my senior year, my junior spring, uh, I had a visit at Auburn, and they took me in the office, and they said, Josh, we want you on the team. We'd like to offer you a preferred walk-on spot. You know, it's basically you're treated like a scholarship player, but you have to pay money. He said, you pay for a year, and then once our snapper graduates, we'll put you on scholarship. I said, okay. Well, Auburn's insanely expensive. And my parents blessed me by letting me go to a Christian private school my whole life. Loved the education that I got. And I didn't, that's one thing I wanted coming out of high school. And I knew my parents wouldn't have minded or me taking out loans or something, but I did not want them to pay for school anymore. And that was, I knew that I, if through snapping, that I would make them, you know what, you don't have to pay for my school anymore. And this is me trying to give back to you. Um, so. After that, me and Dad were real excited. Mom was, you know, we were all thought we were going to be uh, Auburn Tigers. And uh, Coach Scott Fountain uh, offered me, who's now at UGA now, and really was was a good man to me. And so then uh, I guess it was December of my senior year – or no, uh, December of my junior year, I get an offer from UTC, and they offered me a half scholarship because I didn't need a full because I lived in state and all that good stuff. And – uh, Coach Houston was like, you know, known you forever. You know, it just makes sense, and you're a good snapper, like this, that, and the other. And it's like, okay, cool. So that's where I thought I was going to go. And I was fully content with that. And then here comes Jacksonville State and all that. And, and I went back, actually, after I got offered, uh, and I was talking to Coach Fountain from Auburn on the phone, and he said, son, I'm going to take off my coaching hat and put on my dad hat. And he said, Coach Gross is a good man. He said, you go get your education paid for, and you go snap for him. And he said, if you ever need anything, give me a call. He said, I want you to play for me. I'm not saying that, but he said, you deserve a scholarship, and I can't give that to you. So I, God really blessed me with great men along the way that recruited me because some people just get screwed over, honestly, and 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 I was really lucky. Once I got here, uh, there was a, a Chad Sharp, who was the snapper before me. Dad owns all the top of the rivers. Uh great guy really kind of showed me the ropes and he graduated and I came in and uh there was a fifth year senior from South Alabama when I came here to report for camp and I didn't know he was going to be here and um so coach Cross basically said you know this is a competition let's see how you do uh week one a little intimidated to fall camp and by week three I, I beat him out and, and I was the starter which was wild um and really just just an answer to prayer and that first year was it was crazy and I weighed about a buck eighty-five, buck ninety, and I was getting wrecked by LSU, <laughs> and uh, enjoyed every minute of it. But uh, couldn't ask for a better, better three years. And you ask how I became an All-American long snapper? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Uh, I like to think I'm pretty consistent uh, at, my, at my job, but I, I don't know, man. I because when when they announced it, they're like, you know, your preseason All American was going in my junior year. I was like, that's awesome, but like, how? <laughs> and they said, well, we have a we have a a group of people that you know they weigh in on. I said, what are the factors? And they're like, we just have some factors. <laughs> I said, all right. I, I didn't ask any questions. All, you know? all those snapper uh, stats. All the snapper stats. Yeah, tackles. I've had like I've had six total tackles since I've been here, or something like that. And the majority of them came out of my freshman year. And 
had one big one against Coastal Carolina. That was that was something. And they got a picture of that. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mama was crying. <laughs> you gotta love it. Uh, yeah. But it's weird. It's a weird position, and I don't know. There's a lot of guys that are really good at it, and uh, it's just kind of something you can or cannot do. It's uh, it's not something that's easily learned. So. Well, and lucky for you, you didn't have to change your school colors. You're still wearing red, black, and white. Yep. You're going into your senior year. What has been your biggest game so far? What's what's your best memory? Uh, I would I would have to say overall, which there's been so many great games, and and uh, I mean we've we've had some real nail biters and and everything, but the, the just the memory that sticks out in my head that they just kind of like, you know, that here we are, like this is where I'm supposed to be and was my first game my freshman year we played UNA on a Thursday night and I don't know if it was because I was a freshman and I just didn't I mean I came from a school we might play in front of 500 people on a Friday night you know and and going out there and that stadium is packed and everyone's going nuts and we ran out of the tunnel I had tears coming down my face I was just like oh my gosh we got there for the first PAT and I was about to get down to sound the ball and a referee said, hey, hold up and just got a second. I look up in the student section. Oh, my gosh. Like, there's way more people here than I actually thought there were up close. And it's just like, this is college football. Like, this is what it's about. This is a culture. People, like, live for this, you know? I mean, and it's not just not just the players, but the fans. Like, people at Jacksonville, nicest campus on in the South? Yes, 100%. So many great people are here. And so many great supporters. And, and couldn't ask for a better fan base. It's just incredible. And then in closing, uh, a funny story that you had the other day was you, you mentioned uh, Top of the River. Mm-hmm. You've eaten at Top of the River all your life in Gadsden. Yep. But until you started coming to camp, you didn't even know that Jacksonville State was here. And even though you were 30 minutes down the road all your life. No. And, and it, was, it was crazy. It was uh, like we'd get home from school on Friday sometimes and dad would say, let's load up and go to Top of the River. We drive all the way to Gadsden and no big deal. And I was like, OK. And. Actually, my defensive coordinator in high school uh, was a quarterback at UTC. His name's Tim Couch. He was going to come to Jacksonville State. His official ho- or his official visit host was Ed Litt. So, like, he was like – Former All-American uh, quarterback for Jacksonville State. Yes, and just a great guy all around. Um, I love Ed. But Coach Couch was like, yeah, you should – you ever looked at Jacksonville State? I was like, where's that? <laughs> and then and here I am. But – Man, yeah, it's crazy how God works, and I'm so thankful for the people here and, and and the coaches and my teammates, and, and I'm just so blessed to be here and the opportunities that have been given to me because it's I couldn't have done it by myself. There's been a lot of people that have helped me along the way, and and just looking forward to a good senior year. Josh Brady this weekend going up against Rusty Wright in the UTC mocks, taking on his uh, friend from childhood, Nick Tiano, quarterback for the mocks. Uh, Josh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Hey, hey, I'm lucky to be here, man. Love, Love the podcast. As we mentioned in the interview, Josh is featured on the front cover of this week's game program. Be sure to snag one this Saturday when the Gamecocks square off against the Mocs at Burgess Snowfield. That does it for this week's edition of Behind the Beak. Be sure to check back in Tuesday, September 10th as we release a new episode. Until then, I am Tyler Brown saying thank you for listening so long and go Gamecocks. This has been Behind the Beak. 
the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. Look for new episodes each week or browse the archives on the Apple Podcast app or by visiting jsugamecocksports.com. For more on Jacksonville State Athletics, visit the official website of the Gamecocks, jsugamecocksports.com, and follow JSU on social media by searching at JSU Gamecocks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram.